it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 45, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm Nathan Hirsch, and uh, this is SB Nation's Talk the Plank, Bucks Dugout podcast. And the Pirates had a pretty nice little series this weekend. Uh, Didn't sweep. Had a 13th chance to sweep, but honestly, at this point, I don't even think I want them to get a sweep. I, it's just, it's kind of hilarious that they haven't. But overall, it was a it was a good series, um, and we'll just we'll just dive right into it. Friday night, um, I was actually at the game. It was really fun, really fun game. Walk off. Keep Ryan Hayes had his first career walk off hit. Um, Sharp grounder down the first baseline, walk-off single with two outs, no less. And uh, the Pirates were able to squeak by game one in comeback fashion. They were down two, heading into the bottom of the ninth. Uh, they won that game 4-3. to three. Unfortunately for the Pirates in that game, Steven Brault was injured. He only pitched two innings. And then uh, Cody Ponce came in. And I'll give, uh, I'll give a nice little shout-out to Cody Ponce scoreless innings he really stabilized the game pretty much finished what you would have hoped out of uh five innings of brawl because brawl gave up two runs in the first two innings but uh three scoreless from ponds sam howard came in wasn't extremely sharp gave up a home run in two innings just one earned run there uh nick mears had a really interesting inning himself in that game walk two but was able to uh dodged the mines, and there was no damage given in that inning. He uh, pitched one inning. Chad Cole pitched an inning as well in that one. The bullpen really, 
really uh, hammered down after the Brault injury. And offensively, um, I mean, two hits from Hayes, including the walk-off. He's been hitting better lately. That's good. You know, final 20 months of the game, or 20, sorry, final 20 games of the month and year. It's not at all about wins and losses, and we've kind of talked about that a lot. Also, yeah, I'm solo tonight. I forgot to mention that, but it uh, doesn't matter. The wins and losses do not matter. Um, it's all about seeing signs of improvement, and at least Friday night, Brian Hayes, two hits, including the walk-off. We'd like to see that. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I mean, he continues to be awesome. He had a pretty nice series as well. Anthony Alford, he's he's looking like the guy that next year he might once again be the opening day left fielder like he was this season. Uh, I think he wants next season to look a little differently than this year. But lately, Alford has been hitting the ball for power. He's been hitting bombs galore. Um, but at the same time, he is still striking out an absolute ton. But uh, the power has been nice. Pirates desperately need that. Over the past few weeks, it's actually been kind of fun to watch the power show from Alford and Yoshi. Uh, so it's good that they, they've been able to supply the power. And, uh, yeah, Friday night was a really nice game for the old Pirates. Saturday night. Another win. Um, this was a fun offensive game. It was a pretty sloppy game in general. Lots of mistakes. But offensively, the Pirates had 10 runs on just seven hits. <laughs> they actually were out hit by the Nationals 12 to 7. Uh, but the Nationals only scored seven runs. So the Pirates were aided by some Washington errors for sure. And uh, on the pitching end, Will Crow, I mean, he had a pretty, pretty Will Crow start. This is about as Will Crow as it gets, to be honest. Four innings pitched, gave up three earned, struck out six, which you like to see, but uh, four innings, 78 pitches thrown, just tons of pitches, works extremely hard, and uh, he uh, he was out of there after four. Anthony uh, Banda came in, gave up two earned runs on four hits, and his inning did not look sharp at all. Kyle Keller, shout out to him, got his first win. He had a scoreless inning. Jason Shreve and uh, new Pirates, um, Shelby Miller, they each pitched an inning as well, gave up an earned run. The bullpen in this game, not good at all. But Chris Stratton came in for the save. Pirates were able to win offensively in that game. It looked pretty solid. I mentioned Brian Reynolds. He is really awesome at hitting baseballs. He looked um, really good. Two hits for him, including a bomb. Colin Moran, two hits for him. Colin Moran, I mean, I know in the last pod we kind of kind of criticized him and just, you know, he is what he is. But he is now hitting pretty well. I mean, he had two hits in that game. I, uh, I don't have his average up exactly, but... After last night's game, he uh, he was hitting 283, 346, 422. You don't love, you definitely do not love your first baseman slugging at 422. But two hits from Moran, nice game from him. Ben Gamble hit a home run. You love to see that. Ben Gamble has still been pretty solid for the Pirates all year. 
it's kind of looking like if I if you had to ask me the outfield for next year is outfield situation. You're gonna have Alfred in left probably. Reynolds obviously in center, and then Gamble in right. If you want to get fancy, you could uh, switch those two. But defensively, that's not too terrible. Alfred is really good defensively, I would say. I test at least. Uh, he's been good, and Gamble's pretty solid as well. And if you put him in the smaller right field, I think he is more than capable of being a um, an above average outfielder out there. So. That might be the outfield next year. I I would not be surprised one bit. Um, there's other names in the mix, like Hoy Park potentially, or you know Cole Tucker. Hopes, but uh, Cole Tucker another another rough game uh, Saturday. He did score a run though, and he's he he scored the run. No, no, he didn't. I was I was thinking he scored the game winning run in the uh, first game, but he did not do that um but yeah that was a good game for the pirates like i said brian reynolds really good nice nice uh nice 10 runs anytime you put up a 10 spot it's it's looking really good and then of course the sunday finale the big bugaboo kid could the pirates get that sweep their first of the year unfortunately they could not. Offense was pretty non-existent. Just two runs. The Pirates lost six to two. Uh, pretty much, pretty much a lifeless game altogether from the Pirates. Um, not that anyone was really watching because the Steelers were on TV. And shout out to the Steelers for their upset win at Buffalo. Sadly, this is not a Steelers podcast, though. But one and zero for the Steelers in Pirates land. Not as much uh, success. Um, Bryce Wilson got the start and wasn't good, really. Four and a third. Five earned runs on seven hits. Uh, Gave up three dingers, which that's the problem. Bryce Wilson, I will say, um, watching him in, in about, it's been about six weeks now with the Pirates. I've liked what I've seen. Um, stuff wise, I, I wouldn't call it really exciting. He's kind of like a sinker, uh, it's kind of like a sinker slider type pitch to contact. He's a race series dream, to be honest. He kind of gives me Trevor Williams vibes, but I, um, I've liked what I've seen from him. He at least is aggressive and does not walk a lot of hitters, although he did walk to, this is another game that uh, Wilson did not strike out any hitters, which you don't like to see that. He's had a few starts now with the Pirates where he hasn't struck out a single batter. But then there's been some other starts where he's struck out seven or so in, you know, five, six innings where he's looked really sharp. So it's kind of interesting to me that sometimes he has the strikeout pitch working and other times it is just completely, completely gone. But uh, Wilson today was not not great, not great at all. Um, ERA on the year is almost five, so the numbers don't look great. But like I've like I've been harping, you just pretty much you want you want to see progress here and there. And I was thinking too, maybe next year. I I've kind of I've kind of criticized the Pirates a lot with the fact that you, we haven't really seen any like super 
breakout players come out of the blue. I mean, obviously, Ryan Reynolds has broken out as a legitimate all-star, which that is great. But, you know, his rookie season, you knew that he could hit, that he was really good. Reynolds has been the breakout star, I guess, this season. But we, And he did bounce back from 2020, obviously, where he struggled mightily, like a lot of people in that fake nothing season. But his... His uh his breakthrough season isn't really all that surprising to me. I mean, I he told me at the beginning of the year that he'd be a potential 300, 400, 500 hitter. I would be extremely happy, and uh, he he's kind of blossomed into that this year. But it not he's not like a super duper breakout type. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I guess he is a super duper breakout type star, but it doesn't really surprise. And there haven't really been any super surprising um, breakout stars besides him. Hayes has kind of struggled, uh, although he's awesome in the field. And I mean, he's he's still hitting pretty well. He's he's been. I can't I can't I can't be mad at Hayes' season at all, to be honest. But uh, there's just been no guys where you're like, holy crap, didn't expect to see that. Kind of like Brian Reynolds in 2019. There was no 2019 Brian Reynolds on this 2021 team. But I will say, perhaps because these players have had the chance to uh, take their lumps all year long and just put up these terrible, terrible spats, especially on the pitching end, perhaps next season, one or two or a few of these pitchers can, uh, can progress into a major league type starter. You know, nobody on the Pirates right now, I would say, has the talent level of, say, a Lucas Giolito. Uh, that would be crazy. But we do forget that Lucas Giolito, in his first taste of big league action, in his first season, he got obliterated. Kind of like we're seeing from Will Crow and Bryce Wilson sometimes, and obviously Mitch Keller. Uh, but perhaps next season, these younger guys – you know, they got destroyed this year. Perhaps next season, after having a full year of experience, a clean slate, perhaps they could then uh, string string together starts, obviously, string together months, string together a nice season in general. I mean, we'll see. I, uh, I'm, I'm definitely hoping for that. And we've been talking a lot, Jake and I, me Nathan Hirsch solo today though we have been talking a lot about what does next year look like does it look exactly like this year because you really hope not there's talent on the way for sure we'll see Miguel Yajure we'll see uh Travis Swaggerty I would assume we'll see we'll see some of these guys we might see O'Neill Cruz at some point next year who just continues to just crush in double a uh we might, we might see him next year. We're, we're going to see new players next year, but the players that are on the team this year that have just been absolutely terrible, specifically on the pitching end, like the Will Crows, like the Bryce Wilsons, like the Mitch Kellers, like even the Max Cranics, the list goes on and on of these of these young pitchers first getting, they're getting their first taste of Major League action, just getting destroyed. Which one of these guys steps up next year? With uh, Mitch Keller, it's a little different because he was called up in 2019, and his career's actually just been 
it's been something because he was caught up in 2019. He actually fished really, really well. But his ERA was seven plus because he was historically unlucky. Um, and then in 2020, last season, Mitch Keller, the opposite. His stats looked pretty nice. He had like a three something ERA, but the peripherals were absolutely terrible. And um, he was definitely better in 2019. Today, I mean, not today. This year, we're we're getting we're getting Mitch Keller, and he's pretty much getting he's the the uh, the hits he's allowing match up with his peripherals. I would say, although I did say on the last pod, I mean, Mitch Keller has the highest WAR of any active Pirates starting pitcher this season. So that's just kind of that's that's pretty much uh, says it all right there. But next season. Not to get long-winded, but next season, hopefully Mitch Keller can stabilize. It's like he's taking his lumps of this year for a full season. I will say this is his first full season, and he obviously was sent down for a little while, and uh, he's been back. And I would say he's been he's been better since being back. He hasn't been good by any means, but you just hope that, like I said, him, Wilson, Kranich, Crow, whoever. Hopefully next season they are better than they have been this season, and I think I think that will be the case because they really can't get much worse to be honest. Um, but yeah, in that game, uh, Wilson struggled in in the game the Sunday game. Uh, after him, Kyle Keller came in two thirds of an inning. He cleaned up the fifth uh, flawlessly. Luis Oviedo, that's another guy that he has been really really bad this year. But next year, maybe he's a guy that takes a step forward just because he's getting his ass kicked constantly this year. Perhaps uh, perhaps this will do him some good for next year. Anyway, he pitched two innings in the Sunday game, gave up three hits, uh, walked two, didn't strike out anyone, gave up one earned run, just one. So not good. The ERA is still 880, and he is still pretty, pretty bad. But... Once again, throw him in the uh, the list of pitchers previously mentioned, except as a bullpen guy. But he does have aspirations of being a starter. That, that would be nice if he worked out. But uh, he, he kind of struggled a little bit today. Another new Pirate pitch today, Connor Overton. I believe this was his Pirates' debut. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm almost certain. Clean inning. Got a strikeout. Good inning from him, just 15 pitches. Sam Howard came in for the final inning, gave up a hit and a walk, but no runs. So Sam Howard, man, has a six ERA. He's actually been, like, pretty bad this year. But, he, like, I don't get that sense when I'm watching him. I, I feel like, I mean, he, he does have issues with the walks, and he does get hard hits a lot, but... Six ERA kind of surprises me. I would have, if if you would have asked me blindly before looking at that just now, what what is Sam Howard's ERA? I mean, I don't think he's been good by any means, but I would have guessed like four fifty, maybe four. But six oh three on the ERA, not great from Sam Howard. But um, scoreless inning from him. Like I said, though, the offense just could not get going at all. The uh, the Nationals did a good job of limiting Brian Reynolds. They walked him as well. So that is smart, considering he is the only good hitter in this lineup. Uh, Hayes in the leadoff spot. He had a hit. 
I do like seeing Cabrian Hayes in the leadoff spot. I will say that. Um, obviously, the numbers don't really justify it, but who gives a crap? He's Cabrian Hayes. You want him to uh, get as many at-bats as possible, to be honest. And seeing him in the leadoff spot has been kind of cool because, I mean, he's – he still is. It is funny. His stats aren't really that great. 255, 323 on base with a 371 uh, slugging. That's still higher than a lot of Pirates. Um, he's He is still one of their best hitters easily. Uh, Kevin Newman had two hits today. He is one of their worst hitters easily. Although Kevin Newman over the past month or so has been kind of decent. And I, I'm just going to say it right now, Pirates fans. And I'm sorry because it's uh, it's a little depressing. But Kevin Newman will be your opening day shortstop next season. There's no doubt in my mind. And he'll probably hit leadoff. Honestly, he probably will just because. Because that's just how it is. Um, but, yeah, like I said, just five hits from the Pirates. And uh, Newman did have two of them, though. So, kudos, Kevin Newman, 2021 or 2022 opening day. Pirate shortstop, get ready for it, fans, because it's going to happen. Um, honestly, I could probably just predict the 2022 lineup right now. Probably uh, Newman first at shortstop, Hayes second at third, Reynolds third at center field. Colin Moran, he'll be back fourth at first base. Probably Stallings, I would guess, fifth at catcher. Um. We'll say, uh, who's going to be at second base? <laughs> I don't want to say Wilmer Defoe, but you know what? I'll say it's going to be uh, Marcona. Nah, actually, no, it's not. It's It might be Hoy Park, to be honestly, but he's not there. Uh, batting sixth after Stallings will probably be Gamble in right field. Then Alford in left field. Then... Uh, Marcano, maybe at second base, but probably Hoy Park at second base is my guess. It's going to be the same lineup. It really is. If there's a DH in the Pirates, perhaps they bring back Yoshi. Um, I'm not even going to try to make a Yoshi sound to all you, uh, Super Mario fans out there. I thought about it in my head for a second, but I'm not even going to try. But, uh, perhaps if the Pirates bring Yoshi back next season, and perhaps if... CBA gets done and there is a DH, Yoshi could be there. Or perhaps, too, this is definitely a big possibility. There's no season next year and there's a lockout. That's definitely on the table as well. Hope that doesn't happen. But there's a real possibility that it does, especially after all the bad blood constantly. Last season with agreeing to play 60 games and then this season. I mean, they're, they, they're just far apart, I would say on anything. So we'll see what happens this winter. That is a totally different conversation. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my prediction for the lineup. And then the rotation, I mean, it's going to be you're going to see Keller, you're going to see Crow, you're going to see uh you're going to see Brault probably still. Um you're going to see Oh man. Maybe they sign another Tyler Anderson type. I would like to see that. They probably will. They probably will. But uh free agency wise, I just don't see a lot happening. Pirates. But once again, that is uh, that's a discussion for another day. Before we get out of here for today, let's check out the Pirates' schedule moving forward. 
Yikes, 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 yikes. There's an off day Monday. And then after that, the Cincinnati Reds come to town. The Reds, who I believe they're either eight or one or nine and one. Eight and one or nine and one, sorry. Against the Pirates, they've just completely destroyed them every single game, it seems like, with the exception of that one game. Um, it's going to be a tough series. Starting Tuesday for the Pirates, it'll be uh, a lefty matchup. That'll be fun. Dylan Peters against Wade Miley. Uh, Miley has been really good this season for the Reds, which is kind of interesting because he's older. doesn't really throw fast, but he's, he's been good. He's 12-5 and five with a 2.89 ERA in September. Uh, Wade Miley. Really strong season from him. Shout out to him. So that'll be tough for the Pirates. That's Tuesday. I'll just chalk that up as a loss. Now, Wednesday, Mitch Keller. We get the Mitch Keller experience. He will be facing off against Vladimir Gutierrez, who I believe pitched against uh, the Pirates earlier this season. Let me see. Yeah, he did. And he was was pretty dominant in his one start. Well, maybe not dominant. Nah, he was good. Six innings, only gave up one earned run on six hits. The Reds won that game 11-3. to So that'll be another tough matchup for the Pirates. On the season, though, Gutierrez is 9-6 and six with a 4.05 ERA. So uh, he's been pretty solid, too. That would easily be the Pirates' best pitcher this season. Because Mitch Keller has been the Pirates' best starting pitcher this season. Actively. But uh, his numbers, Mitch Keller's numbers... Mitch Keller is 4-11 now with a 6.29 ERA. So that'll be another tough matchup. I'll probably chalk that up as an L as well. And Thursday, the getaway game, the 12-35 game. Brault is listed now. We'll see. I'm not sure. But going uh, for the Reds will be Tyler Malley, another tough pitcher. He's 11-5 with a 3.7 ERA, and uh, he too, let's see what he's done against the Pirates. Um, Start in last month, he went seven scoreless, so that's all you really need to know. Earlier this year, when the Reds beat the Pirates 14-1, to Malley went five and a third, gave up one run, so tough three matchups for the Pirates. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Pirates will get swept this series more of the same more beatings from the reds but uh, after that some more winnable games for the old buckos they will be at miami for three that's next weekend kind of wish i could travel with them and go see a game out in miami that would be cool but i won't be so that will not be a game that i'll be going to but uh yeah that that's that's what the week ahead looks like um that'll do it for me Follow me on Twitter, if you'd like, at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. And obviously, most importantly, please follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter, at Bucks Dugout. And uh, we'll be back Thursday uh, after the conclusion of the Reds shellackings of the Pirates. Uh, We'll break that down. The season's coming to a close. It's kind of sad. It's been a really miserable season, I will say, for the Pirates. But uh, baseball's baseball, and when it's gone, uh, it will be sad. But 
kind of touched on it earlier, football is back, and we love to see that. Um, go Steelers. Go my bets. Go my fantasy team. Also go my survivor pool. I'm in one of those two. I took the Bucks this weekend. I know that you all care so very much. Squeaked by the Cowboys. I'm still alive. Let's go. All right, friends. Have a great rest of your day. Like I said, we'll be back Thursday on Talk the Plank. Everyone have a good one. Peace out.